That's right, everybody. Welcome to the Daily Jamingo. The Eagles defeated the Dallas Cowboys last night. I don't even know what the score was, but I'll tell you what, it was a close one. Right down to the last play where uh, Dak Prescott threw a ball and up short of the goal line, and then uh, three Eagles tackled him. He fumbled. We recovered. Game over. The Eagles are now, they have the best record, 8-1, and one, going into the bye week. And uh, they're banged up. We lost Dallas Goddard, our, our primary tight end, our number one tight end. He fractured a bone in his forearm, so he needs surgery. Uh, Jalen Hurts is hurt. He's been limping around. At one point, I thought, he was going to have to come out of the game. He did not. Uh, but, man, was it a game. And I'll tell you what. I don't know. Say what you want about the Eagles, whether they stink or whether they get lucky or whatever. They seem to eke out wins. They don't play the best. I mean, you know, they're just – they kind of hang around. They're just like, ugh. They're hanging around there. And so uh, I'll tell you. I was uh, I watched the game, and I'm very loud when I watched the game, and I watched a, a clip, and this is kind of me watching the game. Here we go. So here's a gentleman, and uh, something happens. Oh, my God! How many fucking penalties in one fucking time? How many fucking times? Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> That's an Eagles fan, ladies and gentlemen, right there. What the that is absolutely me watching the um, the Eagles game. And I'm telling you, man, I was sitting uh, – I was actually in this seat right here, and I was doing other stuff, and I'm watching the game, you know, on the computer. And uh, this was the last play, and I'm holding my breath because here is Dak Prescott, and he, he launches one. So here we go. Listen to that crowd. Catches it. There's. That's Harry Roseman. That's the uh, general manager of the football team. He was right on the field when that happened. I'm telling you right now, I got goosebumps when I just when I watched that play again. I got goosebumps because here's the thing, I despise the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, despise them. I hate them. Hate them. Hate them. Hate them. Hate them. Hate them. Can't help it. Hate them. And so when we play the Dallas Cowboys, that's the biggest game. I mean, you circle it. Especially – so. hey, Gordon, listen, I know you're a Cowboys fan. I get it. And we'll be getting to your Cowboys in just a second. But um, because there's been some – listen, every time there's missed calls, every, every game there's missed calls by the ref. All right? If you're going to sit there and cry about it, I know. I cry about the calls myself. I see you see somebody hold them. And you're like Jesus Christ. What are you looking at? You blind MRFers, motherfuckers. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I despise the Cowboys, and I understand there's Cowboy fans out there. Listen, I understand. I understand that you like your Cowboys. I get it. You you know you live and die with them the same way I live and die with my Eagles. But it's just a. Uh, oh no. I'm sorry, Gordon. You're going to have to suffer just like you suffered last night because buckle in. There's going to be some Eagles talk here. Uh, and, and 
I don't know, Gordon, they have not been good in your lifetime because the, the basically the Cowboys have not been good since like the mid-90s. I mean, they've stunk. And Dak Prescott is not a – I mean, he's okay, but I don't consider him a premier quarterback. I don't – listen, I think uh, Jalen Hurts is a lot better than Dak Prescott, but – you know, I don't know. It was a tough game last yesterday. They, you know, it's a division game. It's at the link. It was in Philadelphia. It was a game of the week. And let's see. Jody says the uh, the Aikman error. Every year after that, they choke. Yeah, Troy Aikman. He was a pain in the ass. I'm not going to lie. Hated the Troy Aikman years. Well, what was it? They uh, they fleeced Minnesota. They took uh, Herschel Walker who was, uh, you know, a, a running back that came from the USFL. And then the Dallas Cowboys had him. And they traded him to the Minnesota Vikings for like seven picks. I mean, it was an, a, an unbelievable amount of picks and high picks at that. <sighs> Romo, Romo was okay. He, I mean, he didn't take him to any playoffs. He didn't really win any playoff games, did he? Not that I know of. But, um... Let me see if I can get to – so uh, I got another video here. I think this is the – yeah, no, let me see what this is. I forget by the time I put these up in here, we get to, let's see what this is. Yeah, it's third and one at the – Oh, okay, I know what this is. So the Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> they get so butthurt over this, uh, this brotherly shove, the tush-push, the quarterback sneak. They can't stand – Teams can't stand it because they can't stop it. And here's the other thing, teams. You can run it. Nobody's stopping you from running it. But for some reason, the Eagles got this played down. So this is the Dallas Cowboy radio announcers uh, talking about when they're about ready to do the uh, brotherly shove. 22. Is this going to be their quarterback sneak? Oh, yeah. Here it comes. And yeah. they never go under center. Always yeah. look for something off of this, though, something other than Well, the they, yeah, they did that with Swift last week, but there's the push. And uh, it's close, but I think he got the first yeah. down. No, I don't think they've used it and not gotten it, have they? No, no. <laughs> you know, Stephen Jones is on the competition committee, right? He's got to stand up in that room and say, we need to ban this. <laughs> He's not against we, it. We need to. No. you got to play Philly twice a year. you got to play Hurts. You might even see him a third time. You get up there and you say, this has got to be, this is not football. Right? Well, that's my view. But I mean, they're in the division, for goodness sake. First and 10 at the 24. <laughs> I love it when they cry. I love it when they cry about this. This. So here, you got another guy here. <laughs> Where are you in this? It's not going to happen. But for the Philadelphia Eagles, no respect. The, the, the league has to get rid of that tush push because that is a vital piece of every one of their scoring drives. They are not able to do anything on offense without the tush push. They are not able to function on offense without the tush push. One score they got without utilizing the tush push. We'll be on you in. So I don't have no respect for you and the NFL. NFL, it is a. <laughs> they are really, really pissed. Again, run it. Run it. It's a great play if you can run it. 
if you're, it gives you an extra down. Like, in other words, if you can get within a yard on third down, you know, on third down, fourth downs, you just tush push across and then you just get a new set of downs. No one's stopping anybody else from running this play. They just can't do it as well as Philadelphia and it drives them insane. This guy here, you know, he's trying to hold it together. His team just lost, but he didn't quite make it. It's over. Told you. Close. He tried. No cigar. he tried. He tried. He tried. He tried. I mean, we got we Game got of inches. Congratulations, Eagles. Why would he? I don't understand. Listen, I know. I've been there. I get it, Cowboy Nation. It sucks when you lose. But uh, this is my favorite part. Skip Bayless. He, uh, I don't know who he works for now, but he's a big Cowboys fan, hates the Eagles. And as soon as the Eagles beat the Cowboys, I rush. I rush to find him on Twitter because he's always going to have a video about this. And here he goes. The Dallas Cowboys are better than the Philadelphia Eagles. And the Eagles know it. Today we the Eagles. Hey, right. Skip. What the hell? What's the what's the Eagles record? Uh hold on. Eight and one. What's the Cowboys record? Five and three. How is it that the Cowboys are better than the Eagles if the Eagles have the better record? Come on, Skip. I, I know you hate the Eagles. I get it. And I know you're a big Cowboys fan. But your team is mediocre. They're not going to win the division. They might not even make the playoffs. And if they make the playoffs, they'll do what they usually do. They'll go in and they'll be one and done. They'll go into the playoffs, they'll lose just like they always do. And off they go into next year, next year. Here's the thing. Jerry Jones, your owner, thinks he's a general manager. And he is not. He is not. So... What you got to do is the same thing that's going to happen, the same thing that happened with the Washington Commanders or whatever the fuck they're called now. As soon as they got rid of their owner, their team started to get better. Not that I want their team to get better, and not that I want the Dallas Cowboys to get better. But at one time, the the NFC East was the premier division in in the NFL. We had the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Giants. What's the other team? Eagles, the Cowboys, the Giants, and the Washington. Back then it was the Redskins, but now it's the Commanders. And every one of them could have made the playoffs, and every one of them could have went deep into the playoffs. So, and they and they had to play each other uh, two times a year. So, and usually they split. So it knocked their record down. Uh, hang on, I got to revel in this a little bit. Let me just run this back a little bit because I want to just hear it again. Come on, Skip, cry for me, cry. The Dallas Cowboys are better than the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Eagles know it. Sure we do. Today was just the Eagles' day. Three fumbles, they were so lucky to recover. Three huge calls, the refs choked on. Uh, you mean the, the time when, eight, uh, when um, what the hell's the quote? Dak Prescott, instead of going across the end line, he stepped out of bounds like about a foot short. And about the other time where the guy... Um, our safety tackled your tight end on the one foot line on fourth when you went for it on fourth and the knee was down before the ball was over the line. I mean, those calls that were reviewed and 
and upheld those calls. Is that what you're talking about, Skip? Crumbled under pressure from the Eagles crowd. Today was just the Eagles' day, but it will not be the Eagles' year. Trust me. Oh, Phil. I mean, Skip. Skip. Don't do this to yourself. Don't embarrass yourself. Oh, okay, so that's it. It's not going to be the Eagles' year. Um, this is this is going to be Dallas's year. I love this one. Let's see if I can bring this back. Oh, it's so close! I'm sorry, but I can't help it. I hate the Cowboys. And there's nothing better than rubbing some salt in the wounds of the Cowboys after the Eagles win. Here's an interesting play. This was something I didn't see when it happened. But this was shocking. Uh, Here's a player who's going to go out of bounds, and he's going to hit one of the Eagles coaches or something. He's not in pads or uniforms. I don't know who he is, but uh, here he comes. All right, so he's going to knock that guy over. So that guy goes down. Now, here's the interesting part. What? What? That guy's got on, what's he got, a red thong on? What kind of underwear is that? What do we have here, ladies and gentlemen? Hold on one second. Let me back that up. He's got some kind of red thong on? What in the tarnation is going on here? He's got some red Speedos on? Get some green Speedos, dude. If you're going to wear some Speedos, get some green ones. Come on now. So, no Eagles game next week, so I'll, I'll spare you some Eagles talk next week. We won't have that next week. But then, after that, we go to the uh, – we go – we – I'm, I'm going to say we, so just bear with me. I can't help it. Uh, the Eagles will be traveling to Kansas City to <laughs> – the will be traveling to Kansas City. The Eagles will be traveling to Kansas City to play the Chiefs. That's going to be a fantastic game. That's going to be an amazing game. And every time we go up against Andy Reid, God, that's tough. I, I would love to see them win, but I don't know. We'll see how we're going to need every player we have to be healthy just to stay in the game. And I don't know if that's going to happen. So we'll see what happens. Boomer Bob says he paid $250 for that thong on OnlyFans. He might have. All righty. All right, let's let's circle out of the Eagles because we have an issue. We have a real problem. TikTok filters are misgendering trans females. All right, so here we go. Uh, We have a, uh, a trans woman here. And trans woman's going to use a uh, TikTok filter to make it a cartoon. Filter keeps misgendering me. Look. No. No fucking way. No way. <laughs> okay, we're going to. All right, hold on. Let's beauty it up a little bit. Let's come on. Let's get sexier so TikTok filter thinks you're a woman. Here we Let's go. Try this. Here we go. No. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Alright, let's try one more time. Here we go. That's what a woman does. That's that's exactly what a woman does when it So the TikTok filter 
takes a look at this face and identifies it as a male, which, to be honest with you, no one thinks that he's a female. There's no way that someone thinks that, especially with the voice. I mean, I don't know. I mean, definitely looks like an 80s hairband bassist, you know, bass player or something like that. But. I, I don't know. I, I, what are you going to do, TikTok? How are you going to fix this? How are you going to not misgender trans women? I, I don't know. See, the thing is that you could take this Volkswagen Beetle and dress it up to make it look like a Ferrari. But at the end of the day, it's still a Volkswagen Beetle. I mean, that's uh, I mean, again, this is science. What kind of science does science? We are the Democrats. We believe in science, except for that chromosome thing. We don't believe in that one. And this is my favorite. All right. <clears throat> I'm going to sing. And you can sing along with me. This is in the, the this is to the song. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. So here we go. If a, per if a person has a penis, he's a man. If a person has a penis, he's a man. If he doesn't want to lose it, even though he doesn't use it, if a person has a penis, he's a man. If a person has a nutsack, he's a man. If a person has a nutsack, he's a man. He can tuck it, he can seal it, he can let it dangle and reveal it. If a person has a nutsack, he's a man. If he amputates his bits, he's still a man. If he grows a pair of tits, he's still a man. If the chromosome is Y, he will always be a guy. If he isn't born a woman, he's a man. Hey! <laughs> I wish I had some music to go behind that. Oh, thank God I got through that. I was a little worried there. All right. On to the Muslims. Listen, Muslims, you were not behaving this weekend. All across the world, hundreds of thousands of Muslims were out demonstrating for the Palestine people. They want a ceasefire, that river to the sea. We're going to let Palestine be free. So this gentleman here, he's going to tell us all about uh, why Egypt doesn't want the Palestine refugees. Here we go. Why aren't more Arab countries in the Middle East taking in Palestinian refugees? The onset of a renewed war between Israel and Hamas has led to fears that millions of Palestinian people living in the Gaza Strip may be forced to become refugees. But despite the fact that Gaza shares a border with Egypt, the Egyptian government almost immediately ruled out any possibility of accepting Palestinian refugees. In fact, Egypt is currently constructing an even larger border wall with Gaza than the one it currently has in place. Now. Wait a minute. I thought walls didn't work. Egypt's like, screw that. We're, we'll spend millions of dollars to keep those uh, Palestinians out of here. They're like a cancer. Many outside observers have asked why Egypt, a majority Arab and Islamic nation, would turn away the Palestinian people. And of course, many have pointed out that it may serve the political interests of many Arab nations to refuse to accept Palestinian refugees because it allows them to then blame Israel for any sort of humanitarian crisis that unfolds. But the thing is, historically, many Arab nations have accepted Palestinian refugees. And that may be why Egypt doesn't want to now. For example, in 1991, the Kuwaiti government actually expelled nearly 300,000 Palestinians in the aftermath of the first Gulf War. And this represented an astonishing 18% of Kuwait's entire population. 
So what was the reason? Well, the Palestinian Liberation Organization had actually supported Saddam Hussein's invasion of Kuwait a year earlier. And this support only grew after Iraq began attacking Israel with rockets throughout the war. After Kuwait's liberation, the government considered much of the Palestinian community to be complicit in the Iraqi occupation of their country. And in response, nearly all Palestinians were deported in just a few months. And this wasn't the first time something like this had happened. Decades earlier, the Palestinian groups operating in Jordan had come to openly call for the overthrow of Jordan's monarchy in the aftermath of the Six-Day War. At the time, the PLO maintained its own separate army on Jordanian soil and used that armed force to sow chaos. Armed gangs of PLO militants drove around the capital of Amman, robbing families and businesses in the name of collecting financial assistance for the ongoing war of attrition against Israel. When members of the Jordanian police and army tried to defend their citizens from these attacks, they were attacked and killed. The Palestinian political network operated as a state within a state, with militants repeatedly using Jordan to launch rockets into Israel. The Marxist-Leninist popular front for the liberation of Palestine even went so far as to hijack multiple planes, diverting the flights to a Palestinian-controlled airfield in Jordan where the passengers were held hostage. By September 1970, the Jordanian army had finally had enough. A full-scale war with the PLO broke out, and after 10 months of fighting, the Palestinians were driven out of the country. Yet, as a parting gift, a Palestinian terrorist group known as Black September assassinated the Jordanian prime minister. Sadly, the story doesn't end there, because the PLO then moved into Lebanon, where they allied themselves with Marxist and socialist movements that were seeking to overthrow Lebanon's conservative Maronite Christian government. The presence of thousands of Palestinian militants flooding into the country completely destabilized Lebanon and plunged the entire nation into chaos. Less than four years after the PLO was expelled from Jordan, Lebanon found itself in the middle of one of the most bloody and chaotic civil wars in Middle Eastern history, from which it has never fully recovered. In short, Palestinian organizations have not just attacked Israel. They have sowed unrest in many of the neighboring Arab and Muslim countries as well. And this has led those governments to the conclusion that allowing for mass immigration or even just refugee camp resettlement within their borders would lead to domestic unrest for their own countries. And this, of course, only exacerbates the humanitarian crisis for those Palestinian non-combatants caught in the middle. The problem is, as long as terrorist organizations like Hamas and others are elected to represent the Palestinian people, their plight will most likely continue, as neither Israel nor apparently the surrounding Arab nations want to see their own populations threatened by terrorist groups. Okay. Why aren't more— Whoops. Okay. So now think about that. Right now, we have imported hundreds of thousands of Muslim immigrants into this country. And right now, they are pissed. They were in Washington, D.C. This, uh, this weekend, and they were causing all kinds of mischief. I mean, they're putting Palestinian flags. They're attacking the White House. I think I have some video here. Here's one gentleman here. He's a little upset about this. The White House gates have been vandalized, the streets are strewn with trash, but the biggest insult is here in Lafayette Park with General Lafayette, the Palestinian flag was raised and it still remains. And they have this free Palestinian graffiti, they have it here, um, the General Lafayette and his compatriots, free Palestine, they have raised the Palestinian flag. 
on the grounds of the White House at Lafayette Park and walk around with me. Look at this. I have, I've never been so outraged. They've raised the Palestinian flag and more graffiti. More graffiti. Look at this. Free Palestine. You see this? Free Palestine. And look at this sign. Look at this sign. Decolonize Palestine. Decolonize the United States. Workers World Party. It is unreal. It is unreal. I hate it to even touch it. This is what we've become. How can we allow this? How, how can the law enforcement watch for somebody to raise the Palestinian flag on the ground of the people's house and we got to pay for this cleanup? Well, I'll tell you why. Because they are using our, they're using our own laws and our freedoms against us. So basically, everybody, not everybody, the residents of this country has the right to protest. All right. That's our right. And they're using that against us. Now, the, there's Western civilization, Western culture, and then there's the Muslim culture. All right. The Muslim culture is like Sharia law and, you, you know, women don't get have any rights. Uh, they, they kill gays and lesbians and non-binary people. I mean, and the dumb, the dumb liberals, the dumb leftists are out there carrying water for this. And they will be the first ones that if Sharia law ever uh, becomes, if, if that ever becomes law here in the United States, they'll be the first ones that are lined up and shot. The first ones. That's how dumb they are. But that doesn't matter. You know, we'll just keep doing all this. We'll keep... Uh, here's the. This is at the White House. The White House. Remember how January 6th was a, a insurrection. Oh my goodness, insurrection! Here's the White House. These are the gates of the White House, right here. Watch this. Hey! They're taking the Palestine flag and they're jamming it through the gate and they're waving it and Secret Service is on the other side. Now, Jamingo has a solution. What you do is you bring a water cannon in, all right? And as soon as these guys come up here to this thing, you take a water cannon and you blow them about a half a block back. That's what needs to happen here. But no, we're just going to sit there and we're going to accept it. As far as I'm concerned, this is a, a, an attack on the United States. This is attack on the White House. And you don't hear shit. You don't hear nothing from that Muppet-headed uh, White House press secretary. You don't hear nothing from Joe Biden. You don't hear shit from anybody. They're just allowing this to go on. <laughs> Now, if this was Trump supporters, if this was uh, anybody from the right, if this was uh, white male people, this would be all over the news, all over the news. But no, not doing any of that. We're just allowing this to happen. The amount of people that were in New York, in Washington, uh, in Los Angeles, in these major cities that are protesting for Palestine. If you don't think they're ready to do that here, they are getting ready to do that here. And 
And for the past two and a half years, we've had an open border. They've been coming across, just come across. Yeah, come on in. Come on in and destroy our country. No big deal. We're, we're happy with that. Well, when you hear this. All right, so this is uh, some of the information coming out on cities to be on the watch. Now, first is Washington, D.C., all throughout the state of New York, San Francisco, California, Santa Clara, California, Los Angeles, California, San Diego, California, Houston, Texas, Arlington, Texas, Dallas, Texas, Boca Raton, Florida, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Orlando, Florida, Tampa, Florida, Boston, Massachusetts, Playfield, Illinois, Chicago, Illinois, Cleveland, Ohio, Laurel, Maryland, Potomac, Maryland, Heraton, Virginia, Springfield, Virginia, Raleigh, North Carolina, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Charlotte, North Carolina, Detroit, Michigan, Columbia, Missouri, Kansas City, Missouri, Denver, Colorado, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, Tucson, Arizona, and Seattle, Washington. That is the list that they currently have where they're saying, please be on the lookout. Not only is there concern of physical attacks, of possible you know, attacks on people uh, with devices, but in addition to that, they are saying these are the cities to be mindful of, to watch against tax against top attacks against our infrastructure systems for our water, our electrical grids, taking down our airports. They're trying to shut down our systems to uh, wreak havoc on our daily lives. All right. So I have to say something right here. Moose lambs. Let me just warn you. If you come over here and fuck around, you will find out because people have been gearing up for this. Every time there's civil unrest, people in this country buy more guns. And if you start fucking around with the in infrastructure and if you start coming and attacking people like you did in Israel, and if you think that that's going to happen, that's going to fly here, you think Israel is over there fucking around with the Palestinian people? You start that shit here. And we will lay waste. We will lay waste. You do not want to wake up this sleeping giant. Don't fuck around and tickle our ass with a feather. Because the American people will not give a fuck about innocent civilians. If you don't believe us, go over there and ask the survivors of the Iraq, Kuwaiti, the Afghanistan war. Don't think that we will not open up a fucking big old can of whoop-ass. And if you think you're going to come over here and do this shit, there's a bunch of fucking rednecks that are just ready and itching, itching to get their AR-15s to come out here and say, see, this is why we need our guns and this is why we need our 30, uh, 30 uh, clip, 30 shot clip. This is why we need all of this. So don't fuck around and find out here because people, we will not, we will not put up with this. And as soon as this shit starts to pop off, I'm telling you, don't do it. You can think about it.
you can try it. You can think about it, but just don't do it. Because I understand you're not afraid to die and you, you, you guys love death. Well, we will definitely help you along the way. I know that for a fact. So if you think you're coming over here, like, you know, all you moose lambs up in Michigan and all you moose lambs that are, uh, you know, in New York and, you know, around the country, you think you're going to fuck around, you will definitely find out. I know that as a, I, I, that's a fact. That's not just a, <laughs> the American people will not put up with this kind of shit. You attack our way of life and America, you know, the, the regular Americans, you better wake up. The reason that the country and the world is the way it is, is due to the Western civilization. So you can say all this shit about homophobe and Islamophobe and anti-Semitism and all that. Somebody better start talking about Western civophobia, all right? The, the attack of the Western civilization, the attack of the white man, all right? Because that's why the world is in such a better place. Say what you want. Say that I'm uh, I'm being racist. Whatever. I don't give a fuck. Go around and take a look at whatever was been invented and take a look about who invented it. Just go do that. All right? I'll tell you what. It's eye-opening. All right? So if you think that you're going to come out. Oh, and here's the other thing. The uh, military industrial complex, they're itching for this. They've got some shit for your ass. So you do not want this to pop off. Iran, I know you're over there rattling your sabers and you're telling us that, you know, if we get into this war in Israel, that you better watch your shit. Don't don't do it. Ask Saddam Hussein what happened uh, when he fucked around. Oh, that's right. You can't. Why? Because uh, he gone. He dead. Uh, yeah. White people. That's right. White people invented mass shooters. And you know who they might go mass shoot next? Muslims. Just saying. All right. Don't attack away. All we want to do is be left alone and allowed to uh, live our lives, you know, raise our kids, educate our kids. You know, we don't want much. Just leave us the fuck alone. That's all. But no, 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 no. And again, Israel, what do you think? What do you? They're still shooting rockets from uh, from the Gaza Strip into Israel. And they're like, oh, don't do anything. Oh, the people. They're still shooting rockets in. What's Israel supposed to do? Sit there and say nothing? Just sit there and say, oh, well, you know what, civilians? Just go into, get into your bunkers. <laughs> they, uh, they asked one of the leaders of Hamas. They built all these tunnels, hundreds of miles of tunnels underneath uh, the Gaza Strip. They said, why didn't you build any uh, bomb shelters for the people? They're like, well, we have to protect the fighters. We're not really worried about the people. They don't even care about their own people. They don't give a shit. They're hoping that you kill their civilians so they can sit there and go to the to the people in the West, the pearl-clutching people in the West. Oh, my God, look what they're doing to the civilians. This is what happens when you, when you fuck around. When you sit there and attack another country and then run and hide in your, in, into your country, you don't think they're going to come after you? Oh, they're coming. They're going to level that place. All right, they've already been leveling it. And and the United States is trying to stop stop this because why? Because the left is now pissed off. They're pissed off because there's no ceasefire. And now they're saying we're not going to vote for Joe Biden. 
All right, well, you're going to vote for Trump? No. Well, who are you going to vote for? Well, they might even stay home. <laughs> that might be the best thing that ever happened because we cannot, we cannot withstand another four years of this kind of government. We can't. This, this country will be destroyed. Look, what ha look how fast everything went downhill in just two and a half years. Think about it. If you like the way you live and you like your lifestyle, you like all this, then you better start voting. People already vote with their feet. There's a story that we're going to talk about tonight on the Boomer Bunker about where people are moving. Like all these people that these uh, billionaires are now moving out of the shitholes that they created with their own money because they don't want to live there anymore. And they're moving to where? They're moving to Republican states where there's laws and good schools and jobs. That's where they're moving. Not staying in their shitholes. They're like, fuck you, losers. We're off. We're see you. See you later. Bye. All right. I got one last story here. As a young man, there was one person that uh, made me Pepe stir. And that is Sally Fields, and she turns 77 today. So there she is, Sally Fields. Let me tell you something about Sally Fields. She is a looker. Now, <laughs> I'm going to go through some of this. Uh, this is one of my favorites. Let me see if I can just play this real quick. If I stop that, back it up, hit that. All right, here we go. This is when she accepted her Oscar. I haven't had an orthodox career and I've wanted more than anything to have your respect. The first time I didn't feel it, but this time I feel it, and I can't deny the fact that you like me right now. You like me. Damn straight I like you. Hey, there's uh, Chip Jody says, uh, I bet you liked her and Smokey and Bennett. I did. There she is at 77. I'll tell you what, she's holding up good for an old broad. You know what she didn't do? She didn't go get all that plastic surgery and Botox and all where her face looks like a catcher's mitt like Joan Rivers did. Tell you what, she's still bangable at 77. I'll stand on that. I mean, just a smoke show. There she's in, uh, oh, what the hell was that? Norma Ray was the movie there. Here she's at 77. She's still holding up as an old broad. Uh, there she was back in the 60s. I'll tell you what, that's her at 11 years old. I, I, I mean, I guess she can kind of, she really transformed. But um, there she is at Smokey and the Bandit. That was a good movie. That was one of my favorite movies. And she did definitely look good in here. She looked amazing in this movie. Um. And that's right. She did this thing where uh, not without my daughter. That's where she had married a uh, Muslim and they had a kid and they took the kid. The guy took the kid over to uh, the Muslim land and wouldn't let her get. And she couldn't come and get her back. They, they had her daughter and that was that. So she I forget. I forget the movie. It's, it's been a long time since I've seen the movie, but it's been out for a while. Um, I mean, damn, she does look good. Here she is at the Flying Nun. That's where I first saw her as a Flying Nun back in the 60s. Uh, that's not there. Let's see, there's a couple other ones. There she is with uh, green fried tomatoes. There's Dara Hannah, Dolly Parton, uh, Dol uh, Shirley MacLaine. She looked good. She looked amazing. There's there's the picture right there, ladies and gentlemen. I don't, that's 1980. She, 1980. Damn. 
Damn, damn, damn. Oh, Steel Magnolias. It wasn't uh, fried green tomatoes. What is fried green tomatoes? All right, never mind. Yeah, 77. Doesn't look bad at all. Damn. Damn, girl. Here she is. Tap dancing on a look at that. Oh, Lord. She looks good. Not amazing, amazing looking woman right there. So happy birthday to Sally Field, 77. Hope she's around uh, Kathy Bates and fried green tomatoes. All right, whatever. You know me. Over-opinionated, under-informed. But, yep. Smoking hot. Wait a minute. That's not, that's uh that's Linda Ronstadt. That's not Sally Fields, you big dummy. It's Linda Ronstadt. But yeah, she still looks good. 77 years old. Holy cow. All right. If you're still listening to this, we have the Boomer Bunker tonight. It's uh, eight o'clock Eastern. Boomer Bob, the Duchess, myself, we'll be talking about um we've had some pretty good topics tonight. And then uh on Thursday. We have the last episode of Rubberneckers, which should be a hoot. Uh, can't wait to see that. And then what's the other thing I was going to talk? Oh, I'll be back here tomorrow. So, so today, as I was as I woke up this morning, I was like, oh, my God, what did I string myself into? And basically, the reason that I'm doing this is to get better at storytelling, to get better at uh, doing a solo show and that's it. This is purely selfish for me. Uh, if you guys want want to watch it, uh, that's fantastic. I appreciate it. I appreciate you being in the chat. I love that. And, uh, you know, as I get more comfortable, try to add some more elements to the show and see actually where this goes. Oh, my God. There's an LLL boomer. Bob, what he said? <laughs> Bob says, damn it. We had good topics. John just stole them all. John talks too much. John steals all the topics. Not everybody's watching this. How many people are actually watching this? It's just a couple people, Bob. We can do redo the topics. I have some other topics that we, I didn't even get into here that are from the Boomer Bunker. I'm saving other ones. I got listen. I got to feed this monster five times a day, Bob. <laughs> I need I need material. <laughs> Jody wants to throw tomatoes at me. Faggot. Jesus. Um, oh, here we go. Dean says that Eric Zane has already covered all of this. Move on. All right. That's what I will do. Yeah. Five times a week. Five times a, once, twice, five times a Jamingo. Uh, you can check out the links. I have a link tree. There's a uh, link to the Discord. There's a link to my Twitter account. You can always come over, follow me on Twitter, send me a DM, come in, fit into the uh, Discord, and um, there's a bunch of people in there. There's... We also talk about the Boomer Bunker in there. There's all kinds of stuff. Discord's actually pretty hopping lately. Got a bunch of young people in there, a bunch of boomers in there, some Gen Xers. It's a good mix of people. And, and I enjoy it. And I am, I'm starting to enjoy this. I'm starting to calm down. <sighs> all right, everybody. Thank you for hanging out. If you're listening to this uh, as a podcast, thank you for that. Thank you for subscribing. And uh, I will talk to you tomorrow. That's it. We're just getting into it.